And we're live. Hope everyone had a fantastic week and uh, that you're enjoying the podcast thus far. Hey, do us a favor. If you're liking the content, we need some help. Tell your friends. Um, you can tag on Instagram, hashtag the table podcast. You can also, I'll show. You can all show if you want show. <laughs> what if I, what if I never learned to say my R's? No disrespect oh to people who don't gosh. say the Oz. Oz. But if I never learned to say my oh, Oz, no. <laughs> no, no disrespect though. Like everybody's journey is different, and maybe you're just not there yet. One day you will. Speech therapist, I don't know. I don't know, but they're out there. Don't leave me hanging. Don't look away. Guys. <laughs> Wait, These guys should be in the studio. These guys look away like you're on your own on this one, bud. That's um, so true. <laughs> Um, but anyway, what was I saying? Oh, if you like the podcast, tell your friends, hashtag the table podcast. Also like subscribe, repost. Uh, if you can repost videos on, uh, YouTube on our YouTube videos on Facebook and things like that. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for the table podcast on YouTube, search the table podcast Yep, with right Nick Han. with Nick Han and yeah. it will pop up. It'll be right there. It'll be right there. Yep. Um, you can also tag me at Nick Han on Instagram and we'll repost your stuff just to kind of get traction. But please help us if you like the podcast to hear people, uh, people uh, slide into my DMs and tell me okay. that we're, we're loving the podcast. <laughs> if that's you, hey, would you help spread the word greatly? I would be greatly appreciated. Hope you had a great St. Patrick's Day. Did you guys have a great St. Patrick's Day? No, yeah, I did. Yeah, It's not my cup of tea. I don't know why. Well, what, did, what did you guys do? <laughs> I slept. <laughs> Dude, literally, Saint, I, I got home and I just knocked out all day. God. I tell people that doing St. Patrick's Day is just doing too much day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, we're taking this too far. Most people don't. Do you guys know what St. Patrick's Day is about? No. Okay. St. Patrick. <laughs> who, who is St. Patrick? He loved green, apparently. Apparently. Dude, and people with their outfits, dude. Extra. <laughs> Extra is like, to say the least, like... Not just like when I was growing up in school, it was just like wear a little bit of green so you don't get pinched. But people are doing like full blown head to toe yeah. um, outfits and it's getting out of hand. But this is the world we live in. These holidays, there's National Kiss of Ginger Day. Did you know that? No. And all the redheads, really? know, all the redheads know that. <laughs> no, I'm National serious. Kiss really? Gen- National yeah. Kiss a Ginger Saturday, Day. Saturday, January 12th, National Kiss Ooh. a Ginger Day. I think that they deserve it, though, because, you know, redheads get a lot of a lot of crap yeah. from people. You guys should we should love we should start just a love fest. We should start a love oh. fest for redheads. <laughs> and maybe we'll maybe it'll be a, a nonprofit, five oh one C three. Maybe we will start it and it'll be it'll be Love is Red. Is that a thing already? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty oh. sure. It is. Oh my gosh. Man, what Dude. would you do if your kid was born with red hair? <laughs> No. Is, no. is this too far? Hey, if if you're a redhead out there, diet. Just diet. Like, is this too far? No, I'm just kidding. I'm a really I no, I'm gonna start a 501c3. For oh. <laughs> redhead. I love all of you redheads out there. And um just oh so much love to gosh. go around. Do you think you'd go red? Would I ever color my hair red? I've done my hair so many different colors. I, I used if, if, I, if you love red so much, then why don't you just go redhead, guy? I used to do like um, I always try push the envelope too far. You know, I like people that just try too hard. I've, I've been that guy my entire uh-huh. life. I remember when I did. You know, when like frosted tips were in. You don't know what I'm talking about. You know, no, when frosted tips were in, just like yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so frosted tips were in. Well, I remember I did like the opposite of frosted tips, where you do blonde, like your hair is brown, but you bleach it oh, no. blonde, and then you. 
frosted tips Dude. brown. That's okay. how much I wanted to that's stand out. That's St. Patrick's that's... Day right there, okay? <laughs> that is that. <laughs> so, if there's something that's St. Patrick's Day, that oh, is St. Patrick's Day. Dude, that yeah. is so You bleach it and then, and then read that it tips brown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. That's hardcore. That's Dedication. very Guy Fieri. What's his name? Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Yeah. Dude, he can cook great, though. But have he you does. seen like his before and after? Uh-uh, Bro, no. he's unrecognizable. If you're driving in your car, and I know you shouldn't use your phone, so maybe pull off the side of the road or something, but you should look up Guy Fieri or however you say his last Before, name. Um, you type in Guy. Okay, first of all, if you've never had a Guy's Burger, you're missing out. Have you had a Guy's Burger? Yes, I have. I'm yeah. talking Can Guy Fieri. Can you pull Fier- it up? Yeah. Guy, Fier- Guy Fier- Fieri. 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 Did- it's actually Fieri. Hey, have you ever known people that like you just got to say their name like more complicated than it actually <laughs> <Yeah>. is? <laughs> I remember when Stephen Furtick first came out, like everybody around me, they would call him Stephen Fiertick because Fiertick. Oh, yeah, it just yeah. sounds, you know I what I mean? He Dude, just like that's like when people uh I was at a taco truck the other night and this guy this lady's like, I have uh she's totally normal. I have a burrito. <laughs> Like not even oh kidding, bro. God. Rolled it like no. really bad. I'm not even kidding. I um, can and I you can tell it's just like you're trying so hard. Stop. I'll, um, have a burrito, please. <laughs> hey, I burrito. do that sometimes. It was though. more like that when I'm at a Mexican food restaurant. I kind of do that because I don't know if I should say chili relleno or chili. Relleno. Why? No, why? Why? What? You're ginger. <laughs> No. They see right through you. No, I just, you know, I just, I don't know. I think it's human nature. Oh I think, my I think gosh, Guy Fieri, you yeah. ready for this? Well, they can't if you're not, bro. I'm not even oh. kidding though. You gotta Google. You gotta Google oh, it. Oh no! He looks no. like a different human being. It looks like something that that an app made. Oh, no. Like, he looks on, like every before picture ever. But like he looks like on the before pictures, it look go to be a before picture. But I'm is, trying, it, is it ba- okay? That one was backwards though, right? So the before his bef- go to his before picture, like this one here. Yeah. So his before oh, picture, dude. Oh. Looks like no. What does he look like? He looks like he runs like a piano bar or like he like he for sure owns he for sure owns Doberman Pinchers, dude. <laughs> when you look at him, like he for sure owns Doberman. You know, like the kind of guys that just you can tell you own certain types of dogs. He yeah, for sure wow. owns, owns like either full size poodles that are like groom, like full grown standard poodles that are shaved in weird ways. Yeah, like that's that the kind of guy. Something. Yeah. Or Doberman Pinchers. Wait, I don't is know. that him with the mullet up there too? Which one? Right there. Guy, Guy Fieri, yeah, man. Guy man. Fieri. Wow. That's and wild. if you say his name, definitely say Fieri because Fieri. it sounds better than Fieri. <laughs> I have my buddy, uh, uh, my buddy Lewis. He, he, I think his last name is Everick, but whenever he's in public, he says Everick. And I, when you look at how it's spelled, I'm pr- Lewis, I know you're probably listening. <laughs> Your last name is Everick, bro. <laughs> but you say it Everick. You know why? Because it sounds cooler. <laughs> it does. <laughs> And uh, I think I'm gonna start doing that. Han, N- my name is Nick Han. Yeah, it sounds it sounds cooler than hand. Like it's not as boring. Um, but that's that's how we do. That's where we go. That's how we be. Today on the podcast, are you signaling me for something? Because I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna miss whatever it is. <laughs> He's signaling me yeah, with his yeah. phone, but I don't have my Sorry. phone, so I can't be discreet. <laughs> this so is what a you, live show. <laughs> what are you wanting to say to me? Is it inappropriate? Uh, no. Um, our guys okay, here. Our, our, okay. Our next podcast is here. Okay, so. <laughs> Today on the podcast, my uh, good friend, NFL vet, uh, Robert Golden, played for Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers, amongst other teams, still grinding, still building, still stacking those chips and making gains. Uh, you're going to hear an incredible conversation today. I think the beauty of this podcast, again, no matter what industry you come from, man, there is so much to learn from each other. It is a real, real conversation. It's uh, close to home for many. 
and also kind of gives a perspective into a world that you may not be familiar with, the NFL and some of the stories that go on uh, in the midst of that. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Rob Golden. First the barricade, now the table. doing a lot of interviews these days i have been man what have you been doing interviews for uh basically do just uh what were you on the other day when you were um it probably wasn't the other day it was probably a couple months ago but it was like at a game or something oh yeah. that was with the pac-12 network what was that about uh so you know um uh, when i was off this past season i picked uh-huh. up a couple of um pac-12 network shows where i do like the uh, pre-game show okay and uh you pretty much just talk about the game that was coming up so kind of like a sports analyst and yeah yeah did some of those man uh throughout the year and then i did some stuff out at super bowl as well just talking about football would you like day. would you do that would you go into like tv um i definitely thought about it you know but movie, you can move your movie thing okay yep yeah. i definitely thought about it but uh, i'm more of like one of them do like player development type stuff uh yeah. you know like help rookie guys that's coming into the league just learn how to be a professional a lot of guys it. go into tv don't they yeah a lot of guys do isn't a that where the money's at it is that's man but it, it's, it's such a competitive market you yeah. know uh they want all of the randy moss guys yeah, all yeah. of the hall of fame guys yeah. you know so you know it's it's a hard you know market to get into so i rather like take my role and yeah, yeah. do something that can help other guys and benefit them to teach them how to be professional athletes. Yeah. As an NFL player, how do you know when it's, how do you know when it's time to, to start, even to start entertaining new things, different things? Is it, are you, is it always in the back of your mind? You well, always- definitely for me, you know, um, I say when I came, when I started playing, um, after like my third year, um, I just decided to go back to school. You know, it's like, you know, I know one day this football is going to come to an yeah. end. So I just started going back to school. And so you were doing I, that when you were playing? When I was playing, yeah. And just started networking with people, man, and tried to just figure out, you know, what was going to be my next step, what was going to be my next adventure. And, you know, I just brainstormed some stuff, man, and started meeting new people. And Was that hard to do, going to school? For being, I know? mean, not really, because I did it in the off season. So, uh-huh. um, like, during the season, I was just strictly football. And then come off season, you know, um, I did a lot of classes online. And sometimes, yeah. you know, that when I was in Arizona, you know, it was easy for me to just drive back up the campus and get yeah. some things done. But, I mean, football, you know, it's such a short stint of your life. Yeah. You know, a lot of players don't really realize that until <laughs> it's over. You know right. what I mean? Like, even if you play 10 years yeah. in the National Football League, when you get out, you'll probably be about 30, 31 years yeah. old and still have your rest of your life How to live. How long do most guys play? Uh, the average NFL career, man, is two and a half years. That's it? It's two and a half years, yeah. Gosh. How yeah. long have you played? This is my seventh year. Seven years. Seven years, yeah. So about last Two and a half years? Two and a half years. You dude. know what's so crazy about it to me? I had a, I had a cousin, uh, a cousin who he did baseball, but he got picked up. Uh, and I mean, he like made it and he, he got picked up by one of the teams or whatever. Uh-huh. But even at that, then it eventually kind of just fell off from right. there. You know what I mean? Right. And I couldn't imagine the journey of like, man, your whole life. Right. It's going to be about this and you're living for just the shot. Right. No I mean, because there's so there's so few people that actually get that opportunity. No question. And then when you get it. Two and a half years, yeah, and and, and then what? Exactly. Are, are you man. even thinking in that realm when you're trying to make it into the NFL? I mean, I don't. I wasn't really thinking about it because it's always just been a dream of mine to yeah. um, accomplish that goal. And 
uh, once I finally made it to the NFL, you know, it was just like, man, I'm here. You know, it was kind of like surreal. So I was just going about my day, man, you know, still being the competitive guy that I am and mm -hmm. uh, just trying to make every day count, man. And that's what it was about, you know, for me. But as you mature and as you, you know, continue to be around older vet guys and yeah. see how they are moving, you know, about their lives and how they're carrying on and the things that they're doing. Man, you, then you start to just realize, like, hey, I got to start thinking about, you know, my second career option. And, yeah. you know, once you start falling in love with something else and start losing your gig for, you know, playing in a gridiron, man, then that's when you know it's about that time to start making that transition to. Do you, you feel know, like that's where career. you're at? Um, not yet. You know, yeah. I still have that fire burning in me to, you know, go out there and ball, you yeah. know, but um, I'm definitely at a more mature level now, you yeah. know, being that I have a wife and my boy, you know, I'd rather be around them more than um, being away from them, you yeah. know, uh, traveling on the road and everything. But um, I still have that fire to play, man. I still feel good. I still feel like I can go out there and do it. So um, when I stop feeling good, man, when I stop feeling yeah. the fire, man, then uh, that's when I say I start making that transition. Is there is there like a, a strong uh, divide or a difference between, you know, the, the guys that just come in, they don't have families and things right. like that, and you got... You know the OGs. Are you an OG right. now? I mean, it's I'm pretty... definitely ill, man. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny, man, because uh, when I was with Kansas City this past <laughs> offseason, I was one of the oldest guys on really? the team. Yeah, that and, felt weird. Yeah, it felt super weird. Like Cats was coming up to me, like, <laughs> "What should I do, man, to recover my body?" I'm like, "Man, I'm still trying to figure this stuff out." So it was cool, though, man. Yeah, just you know, because I know that I used to be that guy. You know, uh, yeah. I used to wonder what you know guys was doing to take care of their body are uh what was it like you know to have a family and things yeah. like that but you know it uh I, I can definitely say man it helps you mature and it helps you grow up you know once you coming into that level and seeing other guys you know and how they move about with their families and everything like that it yeah. kind of makes you want that in life as yeah. well you did you didn't end up playing the full season with Kansas City though right? I did not I did not and that was you right that was me man that was me have uh, you talked about that publicly like I mean I have not I have not the thing about, about Rob it. Goldman is you talk in code all the time <laughs> I follow you on social media anybody right. who follows you on social media right. you'll just drop an emoji and no just question. leave it in no question man <laughs> so uh, what was the deal or you don't want to talk well, about it yeah I'm definitely down okay. to talk about it um uh, you know it was it was a change that I was going through in my life you know uh you know, I was with the Steelers, you know, I was with, unlike a lot of other NFL players, uh, you know, a lot of guys bounce around throughout the NFL yeah, and different teams um, and stuff. No question. You. And um, I was just on one team for, you know, my whole career. And then, you know, uh, I go into free agency, man, and uh, it's other teams that want me and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers wanted me back mm -hmm. um, to be on their team again. You know, they wanted me to take a pay cut. And I was like, uh, well, let me see what's going to happen, you know, somewhere else. And you know, it was funny because that was like a Friday and yeah. uh, Monday came around. No, Sunday came around and uh, Kansas City reached out to me and was like, mm -hmm. hey, man, we want to bring you in um, this, that and the third. So I fly out there on a Monday. Um, I meet with the general manager and everything like that. And uh, I get there and they like, man, we want you to compete for the starting spot. Uh, we released one of our other safeties, man. Um, we feel like this position is open for you. And I mean, like, the dude just really, like, bashed, you know, uh, all the other safeties yeah, that were on yeah. the team. and Trying to make it sound good, right? Yeah, like it made appealing. it sound good, you know. So I was like, okay, man, um, I'm going to do this. So I kind of reached back out to Pittsburgh and was like, man, thanks for the opportunity to bring me back. But uh, I think I'm going to move forward, you know, and go to Kansas City. Yeah. And um, I get there, man, and uh, 
you know, I was nowhere to be found on a depth chart. Wow. So it was like I wasn't even practicing, dude. Really? Like, I, I've been the guy, you know, that's always been like at least the starter or the backup right, right. guy and to get somewhere and like not even be able to compete, yeah. you know, uh, it bothered me a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we have like two and a half, three hour practices. And, you know, after we finish warming up, you know, I'll mm -hmm. just be standing on the sideline. Yeah. And not only that, you know, um, I was new to the city. And usually, you know, when you come to, you know, a new team or whatever, you know, they kind of like put you up in a hotel yeah. and everything like that. And, you know, mind you, I had a home out in Pittsburgh. Right. So I kind of went through that whole transition of putting my uh, a lot of my things in storage and yeah. moving it to Kansas City, getting ready to get a place out there. So and you actually did the move. I did. I did. And, um, you know, just when things wasn't going right, you know, they wasn't even letting me compete. And um, I was actually out there, you know, just like paying for my own hotel yeah. and doing all of these things that an organization are usually a do for you. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. it kind of made me feel unwanted, you know, and... Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever been in a position where you just felt unwanted yeah. or unappreciated, man. It, it's such a mind boggling thing, especially, you know, with me being, you know, a family man, man. And yeah. uh, my wife was away from me. I was away from my boy. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't given the opportunity to compete. And, um, you know, I just felt, you know, really disrespected out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, man, God then blessed me, man, to play this game and, you know, um, bless me financially, you know, to the point to where, you know, wife. I've been good, you know, without ball, and I, I was I was able to make a decision um, that I felt that was best for me and my family, man. Because yeah. I was I was going through a struggle so bad that yeah. you know um, I was kind of like taking it out on my wife, you know, um, you know. And that's probably because just the feelings and the emotions no of not knowing how to navigate. No question. Just what you're. I mean, you being you used to be the, just the feeling of feeling unappreciated. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like you know, the, the the what is it they say that the risk has to be worth the reward. No question. You get no out question, there and you're like, man. this isn't. I have to be away from my family. Right. This isn't what I wanted. Right. You know, and I, I've actually met with the general manager a few times and met with the coaches and they all had nothing but high things to say about me, man. Yeah. They appreciated the man that I was and. It's funny, man, because, you know, after I asked for my release, um, it was just like, man, we we sorry how things worked out here. They was like, uh, when we went into the draft, we was happy with um, signing you, but uh, came fourth round, we took best available, which mm -hmm. was a safety. And uh, they was like, things just kind of changed uh, for you within this organization. And I was like, you know, totally understand. But, you know, they kind of knew that when the yeah. draft happened. So I wish they would have let me yeah. know, you know, a while back, you know, and. Then, you know, once um, I asked for my release, man, uh, they they offered me a job. They like, hey, man, once you're done playing with your career in about three or four years, it's like we got a job for you, whether it's coaching, whether it's doing scouting or really? whatever it may have you. They was like, make sure you double back with us. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Sounds good. <laughs> so I get on a flight that next morning. Um, I land in Arizona to my family at 7 o'clock. 7 a.m. Yeah. 7.31 a.m., the 49ers reach out to me like, we want to sign you. I'm really? like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to be back closer to home yeah. where my hometown is, going to be closer to family. And um, so later on that day, I supposed to flew out to um, Houston because um, the 49ers was doing a joint practice mm -hmm. uh, with the Houston Texans. So um, I supposed to flew out later on that day. Mind you, I just landed back in um, Arizona at 7 a.m., 
And uh, my agent reached out to me like, hey, man, Kansas City hasn't released you. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just talked to them yesterday. Wow. They said that, you know, everything was good. They had nothing but great things to say about me. And uh, he was just like, man, they haven't released you. I'm like, well, what are they saying? He was like, they're not getting back to me. So, wow. And if they don't release you, you can't I can't go forward. anywhere else. Yeah. So um, Kansas City ended up, you know, um, not releasing me until like the next week. And um, I actually missed out on a couple of teams, man. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Throughout, throughout that week period, man, uh, 49ers, Arizona Cardinals. And uh, it was another team, man, that had reached out that wanted to sign me, dude. But What does that um, feel like? I mean, being in the middle of that. Man, it was, it was crazy because it was like when we left on good terms, you know. Well, first of all, when I signed there in free agency, man, I was kind of like sold a dream. It did. Uh, when yeah. I'm leaving there, you know, it was kind of like they sold me another dream. Right. <laughs> and, you know, nothing was yeah. just going through. But uh, I say it's crazy, man, because God works in mysterious ways. I yeah. was actually battling, you know, two growing injuries. I tweaked my growing, my right side of my growing. Mm. And uh, I was just battling through it, you know, still yeah. going through warm up, still trying to, you know, fight through everything. And I ended up tweaking my left growing. So mm -hmm. I had two bad growings. But when the 49ers, you know, gave me the call, I was like, okay, this is new life. Let's yeah. suck it up. Let's yeah. keep going. And uh, my body wasn't right, man. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready uh, physically. I wasn't ready emotionally. And uh, God knew that, I believe. And uh, he kind of gave me some time that I needed, you know, to spend time with my family and yeah. appreciate my wife more, appreciate my son, man, and just appreciate everything that he's done for me, you know. I kind of, uh, you kind of get wrapped up in like, man, I want another opportunity. Yeah. I want to play. I want to play. But at the same time, man, you know that um, mentally and physically you're not ready to get back out there. So um, I kind of just went to a point, went through a point where I was just like, okay, let me get my mental right. Let me get my body back healthy. Yeah. You know, let me get back feeling 100% uh, so that I can go out there and do the game that I love. When you play football, man, one thing about ball is when your body feels good, yeah. you love the game. But when your body feels terrible, you hate the game. So, yeah, uh, just going through that whole process of not being able to compete and um, going through that whole, you know, debacle that I went through in Kansas City on top of having injuries, it kind of just make me stop, you know, loving the game like how I used to. And yeah. um, that's when I started feeling like the transition. Uh, but then I, but then I just realized, man, that hey, it, it could have been just you know the situation that I was placed in, or it could have been you know how God just wanted me to take some time off to let my body heal and appreciate my family more, you know. So um, whatever it was, I know that God worked it out for yeah. the good, you know. And uh, I'm in a better place now. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. How are you navigating that though in in the journey? Because our, brain, oh, our tough. brains are like hardwired to try to figure things out. It was tough. You're like stuck in the middle. Like, no you question. Can't, no you know? question. Especially, you know, uh, it was crazy, man, because when I finally got released, um, I actually flew out to Jacksonville. First of all, were you not mad? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'd be like so I was pissed. going. I was going, man. It was crazy. But um, I was definitely <laughs> mad. But at the same time, I was like, my body isn't ready. You know, yeah. my growings were so, jacked okay, up. Okay, but how were you dealing with that then? Because you're, it's almost like you got to be furious. Exactly. That, dude, like you, you're doing me dirty. No but question. But at the same time, if they weren't doing you dirty, you'd probably have other challenges. No question. No question. But um, at the same time, like I say, um, I, I wanted to get back out there, but I knew I wasn't ready. And my body yeah. wasn't ready, so I wasn't going to go out there and enjoy doing what I was doing. Like I talked to my wife all the time. It was like... 
if my body wasn't hurting, yeah. I won't be so mad at these guys. Mm -hmm. But it's like my body is hurt. Mm -hmm. They're not giving me a chance to compete. And then when they do put me in to compete, it's like I've been standing on the sideline for like two hours yeah. and my body is cold again. Yeah, you're not warmed up. Now my, you know, my groins yeah. are achy when they do yeah. put me in. So it was just like, it was, it was so frustrating, frustrating to even just right? like stick in, stick into that. And knowing that I have my family back home away from, you know, I didn't want to move them out there and get a place, especially with the situation that was how I was going. You know, I was like, if I get a place right now, you know, where, you know, they don't, they don't keep me because they wasn't even giving me a chance to compete. Yeah. So I'm like, if they don't keep me, then I didn't moved out here. I didn't move my family all the way out here and then got a place. Now I'm going to be stuck in a lease, this, yeah. that, and the third. Um, versus, you know, any other organization when they really like you and they, you know, care about you, you know, well, uh, from what, from my understanding, you know, they take care of your. Well, you came from a really like good that. organization no with question. Pittsburgh, right? I mean, no aren't question. they kind of known for that family type? Definitely, definitely. You know, and I got that environment from the Chiefs. You know, uh, you, you things did. didn't things didn't work out with me in Kansas City, but the organization over there is such first really? class. Like Andy Reid and all the guys over yeah. there, the training staff. Um, they all were first class people, man. I really enjoyed, you know, being around them, you know, personally, but. Um, just the football side of me, man, with the competitive nature that I'm, you know, that I've come from, it's just like, man, if I'm not given a chance to compete or even, you know, given an ability to go out there and show what I can do, you know, it was very frustrating. And not only that, man, it was, it was crazy because we were game planning, Kansas City game plans during training camp, which is mm -hmm. the first thing, you know, the first time I've ever seen that happen, mm -hmm. but we were game planning against Pittsburgh Steelers um, because it was one of their first games. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't been over there, man. So I'm like, okay, I know what's going on. And these, you, can you talk? <laughs> can you tell? You know, I could have. But the crazy thing about it, they wasn't even asking me for, uh -huh. like, any information. And you ain't no snitch. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, man, when, they, when it was time for them to, like, start game planning against the Steelers, yeah. <laughs> they wanted me to, like, they wanted to talk go to away. Oh, they really? Really? Yeah, they pushed Why? me away, dude. I have no idea, man. Maybe they so, didn't want the drama of it, or that, or maybe they just knew I wasn't going to be there, uh, or you oh, know, and they like didn't they want me to knew. give you know information away. So you know, it was it was a whole weird situation. Is there like an unspoken code between NFL players? Like when you get traded teams, are you not supposed to do that? Uh, most players do do it because you know, like. Teams, when you when you on a team, man, it's like it's a family. You build yeah. relationships with your brothers, and you get used to you know doing things a certain way, you know. So when things shift, you know, it's it's kind of like, dang, I gotta you know learn new teammates. I gotta yeah. learn a whole new playbook. Yeah. I gotta learn how you know everyone operates. So it's like you go to a new team, and it's like, man, why did they mess up my yeah. my, my 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 tradition? What right. I usually do? Why they mess up my agenda? So it's yeah. like. When I play those guys, I want to yeah. give it to them. You know, I want to be sure. I want to make sure we beat them. So yeah. it's like most guys when they go to another team, they usually, you know, tell the secrets or whatever. It did. Sometimes you would come from a team, you know, like the Steelers, where everything was good and you leave on good terms. And it's like, okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to say right. anything. We're going to figure this thing out as this at, with this new team and go out there and see if we can get it done. But. Oh, man, it's, it, it was a weird situation, dude. Is there not, like, loyalty to your – like, I mean, when you're an outsider that ha that you're a fan of the NFL, you right. have your team. Right. But when you're a player, you can't really do that, right? 
I mean, like, do you have a favorite football team? I mean, I grew up with a favorite football team, but Which is once who? you the 49ers, okay, yeah, okay. the San Francisco 49ers, I grew up with that team, but. Um, it really your favorite team really becomes the team that's taking care of you, man. Yeah. That's that's paying you, you know. That's helping you provide for your family, and you know that's giving you a platform, you know, um, in in a lot of the world. So um, it's, it 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 really becomes like you know the Steelers really became my favorite team. You know, once I signed with them, man, it was black and gold forever. You know, my family became Steeler fans and. Uh, I think this past year was the first year that my family didn't root for the Steelers, you know, so. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's huh? hard, it dude. Is. It's hard, dude. But throughout the year, man, I was pulling for them. I was hoping that, you know, they could have went off to the playoffs and made a run. But, um, you know, those still some of my boys over there, man. We still keep in contact to yeah. this day. Uh, I actually talked to Antonio Brown yesterday, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know he's over in Oakland now. I know. So what about that? I know, right? It was funny because he uh, he was actually out here in Fresno yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, with uh, Derek and uh -huh. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he reached out to me yesterday. That's like, awesome. I'm in your hometown. Yeah. Man. So I mean, it's funny, man. You build relationships with guys that come from all over the world, man, and uh, you know they really become your brothers. That's yeah. really like your family. Especially when you're there from 6 a.m. in the morning to like 6 p.m. at night, Gosh. you know, uh, that becomes your family, you know. And being in Pittsburgh and from California, you know, like their families become my families and my wife family. Yeah. So it really becomes like our own little community of family yeah. uh, oriented lifestyle. So um, some relationships that are built out there and built inside locker rooms, man, those uh their last a lifetime. Pittsburgh's already changed so much, even though since you were there. No question. Would you go back? Um, <laughs> I don't even want to say. <laughs> I've thought about it, you know. Yeah. I've thought about it um, a couple of times, you know. And if the opportunity was to present itself to me, um, yeah. I can't even tell you what I'll do yeah. right now, man. The tough part is, I mean, you're with an organization for so long. Right. Is there is there any expected, like... Um, I guess well, I think how to how to put it. Like if you're with a team so long and then you mm -hmm. get asked to go to another team, but you've become like one of the patriarchs of the team right. that you're currently playing for, is that look? I would assume it's probably not looked down upon by other players, right? right. They get that that that's your job. Well, it, I mean, it's business, dude. It's so I mean, for, as a player, it's right. about how much money because you're you're trying to to stack your chips for the rest of your life. No you got to make it last. No right? question, no question. But also, man, you got to understand that it's a business. I mean, these guys, they're trying. It's a it's a draft every year. I mean, every year it's new players coming out, um, trying to get drafted, trying to make the team. So um, they feel that if a player is coming out of you know college and he's on the same level as you or mm -hmm. even can do similar things that you can do. They like they rather pay the younger player yeah. than pay the older player, you Why know, who has the higher salary. I mean, it's business, man. It's a salary cap. Uh, <laughs> most most teams get about one hundred and eighty million dollars to diversify between yeah. 53 active roster people. So it's like when you got a quarterback that's making 20 million and then yeah. you got a safety like Troy Palomalu who's making 20 million yeah. and you got a couple of other guys that's making 20 million. Yeah. Now you got about $80 million to diversify Gosh, yeah. between 40 other players, you know? So it's a business and, um, you know, it's something that just, you know, yeah. that's un that's not understood, but internally uh, though, we, other players are cool with it, right? Like definitely, you don't get, definitely. How do you deal with the stuff from the outside though? Cause fans on the other hand, right. Right. Aren't as cool. No with question. It, right? No question. Exactly. <laughs> and it's crazy. I was talking to one of my guys the other day. It's like social media has oh. given fans 
like the ability to right. just like disrespect people without getting punched or yeah. something like that, man. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I get so many mentions and people in my comments like, uh-huh. oh, you suck. This right? and that, that it is. And I be like, oh, dude, it's hard to block it out, but... It's like you can't even feed it to the negative energy, yeah. man, because it's going to continue to Well, escalate. it's like I talk to other people that have, you know, uh, significant influencer platforms. And they, uh-huh. one of the guys I was talking to, he's like, you know, a lot of people out there, they don't realize that a lot of guys do see it. I mean, you, oh, yeah. you see the, oh, yeah. the hate no that question. is being thrown towards you, and yet you you can't no question. You can't engage. How, no do you, how do you deal with that psychologically? Like, I, I, mean, I mean, it's got to bother you I mean, it, because you can't explain yourself. Right, right. And it's like... For me, I try to like block out the noise, you know, so um, sometimes when I, I have a bad game or something like that, mm-hmm. I'll just completely shut social media just down. Just won't even look. Yeah, I completely shut social media down or, you know, I'll just like, I'll read some stuff and it's like, dude, I want to <laughs> say something to this guy, but I'm like, I'm not even going to entertain it yeah. and I just have to like woosah or yeah, something yeah. like that, man, but... I mean, it, it does, you know, it does, you know, bother players. Players can say that it doesn't, but, you know, that's the that's the nature of the ball that we live in, man. It's yeah. like we got to perform in front of a lot of people. We're, we're pretty much entertainers, man, and uh, yeah. we got to entertain these people, and we got to understand the platform that we're on and um, understand that those jocks probably want to be where we are, and we just got to continue to just do what we do and try to block out the noise as much as possible. You ever engaged with somebody, a hater? I have not, no. man. I have not. Not that I can remember. Everybody of. has a different approach to that, though, right? right? Like right. some guys do, some guys don't. Right. I can't remember if I've ever like written somebody back on Twitter or anything like that. But most of the time, I just block them. I probably got about a thousand people blocked on my Instagram <laughs> and my Twitter. <laughs> like literally, probably a thousand block people. out the noise. <laughs> yeah. So whenever somebody just, you know, writes something bad about yeah. me or say anything like that, I just friends. block them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Right. That's funny, though. Like how, because I, I think about just the pressure and um, to go back to what we were talking about just a second ago mm-hmm. of just being in between people. I mean, people have this all, the, I guess, the pressure of not knowing right. what's coming next. Right. Uh, people that even have goals and dreams of one day I want to be, and then right. you, you're frustrated because you're putting in the work, but right. it's like, I'm working so hard, and right. it seems like nothing is opening up. Right. And then you have this internal war. For you, how are you How are you dealing with that internal war? I tell you what, man, um, I'm still dealing with it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it now, man. Only thing that I can do is um, just put my faith in God, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I've been doing. That's what me and my wife been praying, just like, Man, continue to trust God, you know what I'm saying? Because at, at this point in my life, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity to play. Yeah. But what I what I do know is I can control what I can control, and that's continue to work out and prepare myself for an opportunity. And um, I was reading this book. I forget um, what it was, but it was a um, quote in there that says, uh, it's better to be prepared mm. for an opportunity and not have one yeah. than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Wow. So um, I just I just said, man, you know what? I'm going to continue to train like I've been training. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And if an opportunity presents itself, it does. And um, if it don't, you know, it doesn't. But, yeah. um, man, it's one thing that I do, man. I just, I got to continue to tell myself to, you know, trust God, you yeah. know, trust God, trust God, trust God. Yeah. And this is every, i tell you what, man, this is like every other day yeah. that I have this war with inside my head. Mm-hmm. Like, man, am I going to get another opportunity? Right, right. All these guys are getting opportunities. Yeah. And 
Here I am, you know, seven-year vet, yeah. been a team captain for four years. Yeah. I got a resume that speaks volume, and I'm not getting a phone call right now, mm -hmm. you know. So it's 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 been tough, man, and to sit back and watch, you know, football all last year, man, it was tough for me. Um, but one thing that I kept doing, man, it's like in my times of struggle when I was when I'm when I get depressed or when I start thinking about you know the future too yeah. much, I just start you know reminding myself that I got to stay in it right now. You know, yeah. continue to trust God and just know that He has a plan for me that's bigger and better than my whole understanding. Yeah, and um, that's what I tell myself, man. Every other day, I mean, yeah. it's literally like probably on Friday I had to you know have that same conversation with myself yeah. again. You know, because it's like, man, I'm training so hard. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life and. Um, it's, it's from hot like, yoga, isn't it? <laughs> I did hot yoga with you one that, time, and you're right? killing it. Yeah, a little bit of that <laughs> and some other stuff, man. So it's just like I'm just waiting on the opportunity, brother. But how do you train? How do you train? Is that okay? Because it sounds like what we're talking about is just, it's a mind game. No question. Keeping your head straight. No question. And that's man. like I mean, for people, man, that really everybody deals with it in their own way. No doubt. But you're stuck. No doubt. And but you're stuck between your ears. No is doubt. Where you're stuck. <laughs> exactly, man. And. When you think about it, um, it's like I've been on this schedule my whole life, you know, um, from school uh, to going off to college and playing ball and having to be at meetings at a certain time and having practice at a certain time, then go to the NFL. And um, at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know, yeah. I'm heading to the facility. I'm working out. You know, I'm in meetings. I'm in practice. And it's like you have this full agenda your whole life of things that you have to do at certain times. To having so much free time and it's and that's been the whole thing about me you know it's like yeah. man what do i do with all of this free yeah. time and when you get stuck in the free time man that's when i start dwelling on a lot of things yeah. that um aren't going my way and i like i say man i constantly have to remind myself that god has a plan for me god right. has a plan for me and uh, it was even one time man where i was just like so frustrated like i came back here to fresh snow and uh, wanted to spend time with my family, man, yeah. but you real you don't really realize how much people have, you know, their own lives going on. Yeah. So I come back home thinking yeah. that it's going to be cool. I'm going to go home, <laughs> sit sit around with my mom, yeah. with my brothers and everything. And, and they're like, all right, man, I'm off to work. And <laughs> mom's like, she got to do what she has to do. And yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I, the house. I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's been a mental war that I've been battling with, brother, but like I say, man, God's been good, man. In my low moments, you know, mm -hmm. he, he he reminds me, you know, that he has a purpose for me, you know. And just like it's crazy because I was in Arizona. I moved to Arizona because of the training facilities out there. Yeah. And uh, the training facility that I've been training at, a lot of the trainers kind of ventured off and started their own facilities, you know, in different states and everything like that. So the training that I've been getting um, wasn't the same, you know, like how I used to be. So, mm. uh, one moment I'm laying in bed and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I was going to go to go train, you know, to continue yeah. to do this. I say, I'm gonna give it to this off season to figure out if I'm going to continue to ball or not. So I say, um, I'm going to find somewhere to go train, man, and put my all into it. And if an opportunity presents itself, we're going to be ready. Yeah. And, um, while I'm on there, you know, I'm searching up all these places in Vegas, Dallas, uh, Florida and every everywhere, just looking them up and like, okay, I think I'm going to go to Vegas and train out there, yeah. you know, and uh, um, I get on Facebook, I mean, it's like one in the morning and um, this one guy that I always wanted to train with, uh, when I first came out of college, I was supposed to train with him, but he ended mm. up moving his whole gym 
to Hawaii. Wow. So um, he was going it for the whole time, man. And then I get on Facebook and I see him take a picture with Larry Fitzgerald, mm -hmm. and he's like, "I'm back in Arizona. Uh, really? Come, come, come in and come see the gym. You know, I see that on there. So I message him at like one in the morning, like." Chad, you back in Arizona, <laughs> man. I've been looking for somewhere to go train, dude. Yeah. If you hear, man, I'm gonna link up with you. And uh, he wrote me back that same really? that same night, man. And he was like, man, come in, dude. Let's get to wow. work. So uh, I've been training with him, man. And it was yeah. just like that was just kind of like a vision that you know God is starting to line things up for me. And not only that, uh, I actually switched agents, and my agent is now based out of Arizona. And uh, he's able to give me real time updates, you know, yeah. and then the trainer comes there and now I'm training. I'm in the best shape of my life. And, um, you know, I don't know what God has planned for me or even if I'm going to steal ball. But one thing that I do know yeah. is that he's working it out for my good, regardless yeah. of what it is, you know, just my training and um, everything that I've been doing as a recent, you know, it's kind of been giving me a peace of mind, you yeah. know, to know that I'm moving in the right direction or you know, working out has kind of been my therapy, I, I can say. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of been giving me, you know, a clear conscience and everything to just know that everything's going to be all right, regardless of what happened, man. So I've been resting assured in that, man, and just been thankful for right. how God has been moving. When you're in the gym, are you like locked in? Like, is like if you if you're training and don't really know what you're, you're just training for, right. you're training for a maybe. No doubt. I would imagine it's a little bit harder to be motivated i mean i would imagine then then knowing okay season's coming right or right. is it not is it i mean it was you know while i was um during the season last year you know um i flew out that like i said i flew out to jacksonville i flew out to philly um worked out for those teams but uh nothing had went through for me so uh yeah. it was kind of hard to continue to like train and like wait for that opportunity so it was like i wasn't really motivated you yeah. know what i mean but then uh, going into the offseason, I'm like, okay, it's a new year. Um, you know, teams are still been showing interest, you know, throughout the whole season, dope man. A lot of teams was really interested in me, but it was a year of, you know, great health for safety. Yeah. So uh, when you're a free agent like me, you know, and you're on the streets, you pretty much just got to wait for somebody to get hurt, you know, and yeah. if somebody get hurt, then you, you then get you your get number called. And, uh, because they're not looking, right? Exactly, they're not looking for Exactly. It. Unless somebody is really playing horribly or right. somebody gets hurt. And, um, you know, it was a time where, you know, none of the safeties were getting hurt, man. And then, you know, uh, so nobody really, you know, reached out to me. But every time, you know, our agents made phone calls to teams and everything, it was like, Robert Golden, he's a great player. Tell him don't give up. Keep working. Keep working. Yeah, keep yeah. working. And, um, you know, my agent's been on him. He's been calling him. And they steady said that, you know, he has life in his um, league. You know, he still has treads on his tire yeah. is what they'll say, you know. And it was like, tell him keep it's going. It's encouraging, right? Yeah, to hear that it's kind been of stuff. Because I would imagine you'd second guess. No doubt. You just second guess yourself no being doubt. that you're. And even, and even still, I even still, like, you know, second guess it because it's like, okay, all these teams have nothing but good things to say about me, but. Why, why I'm not, you know, getting in a locker, you know, but then if you, you mean what you're saying, exactly. Can we sign some but contracts? I'll go work out, man. And I'll be like, dang, my growing still not right. Yeah. So it was kind of just like, like God, maybe, just, maybe there's something at play that's right, bigger than right. This. Yeah. Cause it was just like, man, my body wasn't right. You know, my groins were tweaked and it was bad, you know? So every time I get out there on a the field and like try to burst or give it my all, it was like, you're not ready yet. You feel like you're better now, though. Are you, are I'm a thousand percent and all that? better. Like yeah, I'm a thousand percent better, man. I'm I'm in the best shape of my life, dude. Yeah. Like uh, 
I didn't I didn't lost like ten pounds of really? fat. I'm like you just feel good. I'm three percent body Put fat right in, now, man. I'm just like I'm ready for whatever, man. So I don't even know what that feels like. Three percent body fat, right? gosh, that's incredible, I'm like, man. I'm ready, man. But like I say, God has a plan for me, dude. And you I'm, talk about the God thing a lot. You talk about trusting God, no doubt. Trust God, trust God, trust God. How does that? What does that practically look like for you? How How are you trusting God? Is it a mind thing? Is it a is action thing what is, I mean, what is it it's definitely both i'll say you know uh i'm trusting god that you know if he has another opportunity for me you know i'm going to continue to train and and be ready you know it's just like it's it's, it's my faith you know it's believing in the unseen you know and right now i don't know if i'm gonna get another opportunity but i believe i am yeah. you know and yeah. uh i'm showing that i believe i'm going to get another opportunity by continuing to train continuing to be ready continuing to prepare myself for that opportunity and, you know, at the same time, you know, it's just, you know, staying, staying motivated, staying, you know, within my word and, you know, just, you know, listening to people that can, you know, really pour life into me and uh, giving me, you know, some good guidance to believe that, you know, hey, if an opportunity comes, you'll be ready, man. You can just keep training. And that's one thing that my uh, trainer's been able to do, you know, is just continue to keep me motivated. And, um, you know, I just continue to stay on my word, man, and continue yeah. to just have my moments with God and you know I just know that I'm on the right track man regardless of what happened I know that I'm right where he wants me at and you know I'm proud of that when you're discouraged when you're going through a hard time are you the type of person that picks up the phone and talks to somebody or you kind of isolate I mean it depends brother like um when I I you know I lost my dad two years ago two it'll be three years this year and like during those times I kind of was just like you know, I didn't really want to talk to anybody because especially family, you know, yeah. I didn't want to remind them of his absence, you mm. know. So it was a lot that I just kept built up inside of me, bro. And uh, I, I pretty much just shut down and stayed to myself and, you know, did the things, you know, that I normally do just go about my day. And, you yeah. know, at nighttime, man, sometimes I cried myself to yeah, sleep. Man. And it's been times, man, where I just like screamed at God, yeah. like, you yeah, know, yeah. just roared, man. Yeah. And. Um, you know, that, that kind of helped me, man. Yeah. It was like, God, I'm here. Like, yeah. show your face to me, you know, yeah. give me something. And I mean, it's just like, bro, whenever, whenever like strong, like struggles come upon my life or mm -hmm. whenever I starts to get like really discouraged, man, it's hard to explain how I just like call upon God, yeah. but man, I, I really just call upon him. I yeah. pray, dude. You until, yell if you have to, man, whatever you gotta dude, do. I just, I just pray, bro. And uh. I just know it reminds me that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Like it reminds me that he's there with me. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's, it's unexplainable when you have a personal relationship with God, yep. you know, and it's just like, he speaks to me, bro. And it's yeah. like, man, I just like, I find comfort and when I get to that point where, you know, I'm starting to get too discouraged and I'm like, OK, I need to get on my knees and really, you know, have yeah. a conversation with God, man. I need to bring myself back. And um, I didn't been there plenty of times, man. And uh, every time I do it, he shows up. And it, it, it was funny because uh, earlier this morning I spoke at a church and yeah. uh, you preached at a church. I preached at a church. <laughs> I did. I did, man. And uh <laughs> Uh, my sermon, you know, I kind of talked about Paul and Silas, man, yeah. and how they kind of went through the struggle. And even though they had got, you know, was in prison and thrown in prison and got whipped and everything, man, yeah. during that time, man, they was still singing hymns to God and praying and worshiping. And, you know, it says suddenly, you know, yeah. God yeah. showed up, man. And 
that I feel like that's the same with me, man. Whenever I'm going through something, man, I just start worshiping, man. I start praying. I start speaking to God, man. He starts speaking back to me, and he suddenly shows up, man, every time. Yeah. Every it's, time. It's funny because there's a lot of people when they go through hard times like that, mm -hmm. you'll see people, they go through hell. Right. You know? Right. And then you'll see people, because they go through hell, sometimes run away from God. No because doubt. Because if God was real, he should have... Right. And then you see the difference in people who in the middle of their hell run to God. Right, right, right. And how they're able to push through no question. push through that pain. I and mean, that's right. pretty much your story. Even no with doubt. your dad. That no if doubt. you're going through hell, don't run from God. Exactly. Take your anger and your rage. Right. Even if you gotta shout at him, he's, <laughs> no doubt. he's, he's God. He can handle no it, doubt. right? No doubt. And that was one thing I said, man. <laughs> it was uh I, I said, I said, don't seek comfort. I said seeking comfort mm. is finding any excuse to keep you comfortable in your struggle wow. in your struggle so i said uh don't seek comfort seek god wow. and uh that's that's just kind of where i've that's been so at in my true. life yeah man and uh, we, see, we so <laughs> seek comfort though no right? doubt no doubt man i mean a lot of people turn to drugs a lot of yeah. people turn to alcohol medicate a lot of people do a lot of things man to uh kind of blame their situations mm -hmm. on other people or mm -hmm. whatever but um Man, like I say, man, when I when I was preparing that message uh, for that church this morning, God was speaking to me, man. So he just kind of like spoke to me. I jotted things down, man, and just re-delivered the message, man. Uh, I was able to bless some people, dude. So, um, you know, I was just thankful for that. Well, you can talk about it because you've lived it. No I mean, question. you think about your, your, your dad's situation. That was unexpected, right? Definitely unexpected. What was the story? I mean, dude, um, so it was crazy, man. 2016 was a crazy year because yeah. 2016, um, I had just finished a great season. I signed a new three-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, I ended up buying my mom and dad a brand new home. Hmm. And Was that uh, always something you wanted to do? Something like that I definitely wanted to do, yeah. So I bought them a new home in February. Um, in March, I signed my new deal. Um, July... I got married July 2nd. Mm -hmm. I got married, dude. And uh, that next weekend, which was like July 10th, I believe it was, mm -hmm. um, we did our baby reveal party because um, my wife was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And uh, so we went to my home in Arizona and uh, did our baby reveal party. July 15th, my dad passes away, takes a nap. Uh, I mean, he he just, he just barbecued for my baby reveal party really? and my housewarming. So... Great health. I mean, never been in a hospital, dude. Yeah. Never been sick. Uh, you know, always yeah. been there. Always been active. He works no every day. Yeah, he works every single Gosh. day. So um, he goes. I mean, we do the baby reveal party. He barbecues, and we have a great time. That was July tenth. Um, that next Friday, you know, I was training because yeah. um, the next weekend after that, uh, I reported for training camp. So uh, I'm training on a Friday. I get back to my phone, man. I have like 10 missed calls uh, from all my family members. I'm like, what's going on? You know, so I see I got a lot of missed calls from my wife. So I call my yeah. wife back first. Like, yo, what's going on? She like, call your mom, call your mom. And I'm like, oh, dang, uh, what didn't happen? So, you know, I call my mom. She's not answering. And then my auntie calls me back. And she's like, your dad gone. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean my dad's gone? Like, you know, so it was it was crazy, man. And um, uh, so I ended up, it was that was a Friday. I get off the field on Friday afternoon and uh, I get ready to hop on a plane, man. I try to get on a plane to come straight back here to Fresno. I was in Arizona at the time and uh, 
you know, my wife booked our flights, you know, as soon as she found out, she booked our flights. And then we get to the airport, bro, and they don't let us on a plane. Wow. And it's the last flight out. They like, they oversold the plane, so um, we can't get on. So that whole Friday night, bro, I'm stuck yeah. at the airport just like, didn't know yeah. where to go. Didn't know the direction to go. I just moved into this house. I just moved to Arizona that year. And uh, wow. yeah, bro, it was crazy. That was your first year in Arizona? That was my first year. I actually bought I bought my parents' home in Fresno in February. And then I bought my home in Arizona in like March or April or something mm. like that after I signed my uh, new deal with the Steelers, man. And I mean, life was just, it was so good, yeah, dude. Yeah. It did. Boom, my dad passed, yeah. and my dad, he was the rock for our family, yeah. man. I mean, he took care of us, you know, since birth. Yeah. I mean, my mom, you know, she didn't work. You know, he was the provider. I mean, he was, he's was he been the rock for our family, mm. um, you know, my whole life, dude. Yeah. And uh, for him to just go like that, man, it questioned a lot of things. You I know, bet. it was like, you know, I questioned a lot of yeah. things, bro. I questioned faith. I questioned yeah you know, where, where was heaven at? I'm like, you know, you know, it was, it was so tough for me, dude, because I lost him. And then, um, we had to hurry up and do the funeral. I felt like I had to rush to do the funeral. You couldn't process. Yeah. And then, you know, the following week I was in training camp, you know, and it was like, I went through that whole season trying to play for my dad and Mm. I ended up pulling my hamstring and then, I tried to rush back, you know, because I'm like, I'm dedicating this season to my yeah. dad. And uh, I tried to rush back, and then I ended up, you know, spraining my foot or wow. something like that when I knew I should not even been out there in the first place yeah. because my hamstring wasn't right. So I ended up spraining my foot, and it was just like, man, I'm trying to do this for my dad, and yeah. it's not going right. So, you know, I questioned if I really wanted to play football that year. And... um you know, it, it, it was tough, dude, because life was steady going and going and going. And I never really had time to, like, really grieve my mm-hmm. father, you know. So when I um, got released from Kansas City and, you know, I wasn't getting picked back up and things wasn't going the way that I thought it was going to go, man, like, it felt like all those feelings mm-hmm. that I never got out just started to come out of me, Gosh. you know what I mean? So it was like... I had so much free time for the first time in my whole life that it was just like, man, dude, like my dad's really going, you know? And it was like, we, um, we did Christmas at my house this past year because, um, this was the first time that I ever spent Christmas with the family. And I've never like for Thanksgiving, I'm always playing. We always had a game or anything like that. So I've never had a Thanksgiving or Christmas with my family since I went to college. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this was the first Christmas that I was able to, like, be with my family, you know, with everyone. You know, my dad's sisters, his brothers, and my mom, them, and my brothers, and everything like that. And it was like, okay, I'm going to have this big Christmas party at the house. We're bringing all the family together. This is going to be great. And it was like when I did that, man, I just... um, no, take your time, brother. Take your time. When I brought the family together, I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah. 
And it only made me realize that, man, my dad is really gone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, bro, I say um, around Christmas time, I noticed that things will never be the same again, man. Yeah. So that's been tough. Well, grief is such an interesting thing. I um, obviously is totally different than losing your dad, but my grandfather passed away this last year. It was my first taste of like adult grief. No doubt. When you're a kid, you you have family members that you lose, and it's like right. it's different. It's different. Your right. you, your your brain isn't even developed to be able to like fully comprehend it. But like when right. you've had the span of a lifetime, and you've to me, it's like you have. It's when you've gone through hell with other people no doubt when you've gone through like the ups and downs of life with other people or right. you've experienced them on such a human level and then you lose them it was my first taste of like human grief no doubt and it was like one of those things that like i know how to describe happiness right. i know how to describe joy i know how to describe contentment but i don't know how to put grief into words no doubt because grief you know joy comes shows up in a smile no doubt um Happiness can show up in laughter. Right. Grief can show up in like the ugliest ways. No and like, like I'd find myself getting mad or angry no or bl or blowing up at people. And no like, doubt. why am I doing that? Why right. am I acting like this? Right. And I'd stop and think, and I'd somehow connect it back to. It has to do. It, it somehow it's connected to this area of loss no in my question. life, which is causing me to act out in right. such a not me type way right did you experience that at all did definitely, you experience definitely man and um it was it was crazy because i lost my dad man a week two weeks after my wedding so mm, gosh. <laughs> two weeks after my wedding so it's like i'm dealing with all this yeah. easy emotions with yeah. my wife yeah. you know so it's like man we supposed to be in this honeymoon right. stage yeah. and it's like i'm shut down yeah. bro it's yeah. like i shut down to my wife yeah. and I shut down, you know, just to my family because, you know, I didn't really want to remind them of his absence. So um, my my I didn't really experience a honeymoon stage in yeah, my wedding. Yeah. I mean, in my uh, relationship with my wife. Because you you're know, dealing with all that. I was dealing with all of that. But and you probably don't even know how to tell explain really to her. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, me and my wife, we went through a lot of counseling dude, yeah. um, early on in our we did our premarital counseling, which, you know, helped us tremendously. Yeah. But, um, you know, after I lost my dad, you know, I had to get some counseling myself, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, after that, you know, it was like, okay, I had to get some counseling with me and my wife as well. And it wasn't ever to a point where, you know, me and my wife ever thought about, you know, just calling it off or anything like that. It just came to a point where it was like, man, we're not, I'm not communicating anymore, you know. Dude, so, yeah. The counseling thing is such a... There's such a stigma to it that we really got to fight to no remove question. in American society no because there's something just powerful about being able to have conversation with somebody exactly. that can help you sort through what you're feeling. Exactly. That's the thing about even gr grief, especially. No question. You can't put into words the emotions you're feeling. In no you, you almost feel crazy. Exactly. You almost feel like exactly. a crazy person. Exactly. Exactly, bro. And, uh, you know, like we, like you said, man, we didn't lost, you know, family members along this journey of life, but. We never lost anyone in our core. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, someone close. Exactly. So um, that that was tough, man. But um, battling with that, you know, like I say, around Christmas, that was the first time that I just realized, like, man, my dad is gone. You know, holidays will never be the same, yeah. no matter how much, you know, we try to 
bring the family together and do things like that. Holidays will never be the same. And, uh, you know, like I say, I was, I was dealing with that, you know, and then, uh, not being picked up, you know, and, yeah. Pile uh, up effect. No doubt, man. It did seeing how well Kansas city was doing. <laughs> that was, <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> that did, was, did you have any regret when oh, you're thinking, what, when man. they're like, I mean, they killed it this year. I did. You know, it was, it was one night I laid in bed. I was like, Hey baby, I, did I mess up? And uh, you were like, you were so glad they didn't take it all, weren't you? Right. <laughs> the only year you I'm ever cheered for the Patriots. I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> I cheered for the Patriots so hard when they played in for a all, playoff for game. all the wrong reasons, too. <laughs> right, dude. I'm telling you, man. When they when the Patriots beat them, man, I. <laughs> God You're like, knows. God knows. That was a like, close one, boy. My life became a whole lot better again. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, dude, it was just like, man, I was going through a lot, man. But through it all, man, I just kept trusting God and yeah. believing that he had me right where he wanted me to be, you know. And when I got to that dark moment where it was just like, I can't take this anymore, yeah. I mean, I really just like, God, I need you. Yeah. It was a God, I need you like every night until, yeah. you know, he just relieved me and letting me know that, hey, man, you right where I want you to be. At. How did you deal with your questions? You talked about even the questioning God, questioning mm -hmm. heaven, questioning right. all these kinds of things. At some point, you had to reconcile that. Right. What was that like for you? How did you? Um, you know, it was funny because um, when when I was going through that and I didn't have an answer, I, I opened my word because uh -huh. it was like my mom... She was going through it, and it yeah. was like I had no words to say to her. Yeah. And my family was going through it, and it was like, man, I had no words that I could come up to like say to my family yeah. that, you know, everything was going to be all right. So um, I just started searching stuff, dude, on yeah. Google. I'm yeah. like, what is what is heaven? Where do people go yeah. when they die? Like, yeah. I just started searching everything up in the Bible. Yeah. And, um, you know, I type in stuff on Google like, uh, what does the Bible say about heaven? What does the Bible say yeah, about yeah. this? And I'm coming up with all these different types of scriptures and stuff, and I'm reading it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to send this to my mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send this to my brothers, you know? So I'm yeah. getting all these scriptures, and, I mean, it just strengthened my faith, dude. Like, because I was at a point where it was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know where he's at. I don't know if it's stuff, it's, this stuff is real. Yeah. And it was like, you know, my mom, she was going through the same things, yeah. and it was like, I got to get an answer, man. Yeah. And uh, I just opened the word up, bro. And a lot of my questions that I had was in the word, dude. Yeah. It and It made um, it make sense for no you. No doubt. No doubt. And not only that, I was able to share, you know, the word with my mom and with yeah. my brothers and with my family, dude. And um, I can honestly say that, you know, God used me in those moments to, like, give my family hope, give yeah. my family strength. And uh, I was just glad that he do it because did it with me because he uh he strengthened my faith and um it just letting me know that everything was going to be all right do you feel like your faith is stronger no question mm -hmm. i definitely do man and uh it's, it's it's stronger because of what i've been through yeah. and how i didn't came out and now that i can look back on things and you know see how where i was at and see yeah. where i'm at now it's like i know that i know that god is real yeah. i know that he's on my life i know that he has purpose for me and it was funny because I was talking to my mom last night and yeah. uh, I was just telling her, like, you know, uh, we got to be appreciative of where God has brought us from mm. and, and, and start sharing the good news of what God is doing for us. You mm. know, I was I was telling my mom, you know, like sometimes when I'm around her, you know, uh, 
and people come up to her they like how you doing you're mm-hmm. like i'm good i'm making yeah. it you know but she kind of always like uh have that have that that spirit of like you know she's still battling with my yeah. dad and yeah. everything like that and i'm like okay mom you know you're battling with that but look how far god then brought right. you yeah. i'm like when people ask you how you're doing you know, let them know that God has been good to yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, start sharing that a lot yeah. more because he didn't brought you a mighty long way. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, I was just telling her like that struggle that we kind of went through, you know, it was it was for us. But, you know, we can shed light on other people. Yeah. Like since my dad has passed, yeah. dude, I didn't have so many teammates and so many friends that then lost their dad yeah. that then turned to me and was yeah. like, man, how did you get through yeah. it? You know, and it's like I've been counseling you know, people that I didn't went to college with. I mean, one of my best friends, uh, we we was roommates uh, my uh, freshman year in uh, mm-hmm. college at Arizona. And uh, his dad just passed uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. He had this funeral this past weekend. And uh, he reached out to me on Instagram, wow. dude. Like, we haven't talked in a minute. And uh, he reached out to me on Instagram and was just like, dude, I lost my dad, man. Uh-huh. This, that, and the third. And you know, I was just able to share some scriptures that I stumbled across with him. And um, I was just able to share with him, like, hey, man, you know, it don't get easy, but you get through it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, it's, it's going to always be there, but, you know, God is going to bring you through it. And I was able to give him some encouraging words that, you know, I feel like helped him uh, through his grieving process. So yeah. I, I just was telling my mom, like, you know, sometimes the struggles that we face aren't for us, but we got to uh. go through it just to share it with other people that going to come across these uh these problems because one thing about life is going to keep going man and yeah that's what i was just letting her know yeah man and uh she she got a good word out of that yesterday too so it's it's everything has been like with a divine purpose i believe that's been going on throughout my life uh just helping me cope with a lot of things and um helping me see the brighter side of life And uh, I just been thankful for where he's brought me from, man, and where he's taken me to. Yeah, it's like you said, you're saying earlier on, like you got to be convinced that all things will work together. No for doubt, your good. no doubt. You know, that that somehow, some way, and that's the to me the incredible thing about God. No doubt. Is sometimes as a human, you don't see it. You don't. Like it's you're like you I'm don't. trying down here to. See, could you please show me? Exactly. Because I don't see how there's exactly. any possible way. Right. That we're going to find light at the end right, of this tunnel. Right. And he has this way. And it's, it's tough, brother, especially when we when we going through it. But um, I, I, I shared in a message today, I said, we uh, we can't focus on what we're going through, mm. but we got to focus on where we're going to. Mm. And uh, I believe God has a destination for us yeah. that's bigger and better than our understanding, but we just have to trust the process. Yeah. Where have you found that your dad fits into your life now? You talked about... When he first passed, right. you were going to go out and you're like, I'm going to, everything that I do, I'm going to do, you know, right. the season's going to be for him. Do you feel like that was healthy? Where does he fit into your life now? Because, I mean, he's not here on earth, right? but there's no doubt. No he's, doubt. He's a part of you and with you. No you know doubt. what I mean? You have no that doubt. sense. There's no that doubt. sense that everything that he invested in you no is doubt. more alive than ever. No doubt, man. Just uh, the dad that he was to me, you know, I'm trying to be that dad to my son no. now, you know, and it's. It's funny because like everybody in my family knows that my son looks identical really? to my dad, man. When my son came out the womb, bro, wow. I like held him in tears, bro, because I'm like, man, this is my dad Pops, is right that you? here, right. <laughs> right? And it's funny oh. because like, dude, it's funny. My boy is advanced, like, really, he's advanced, man, and uh, 
it's been times, man, where I put my boy to bed. Like every time we go to bed, you know, we do the Lord's prayer. And yeah. He's two years old and he knows the Lord's prayer, you know. And yeah. um, every time I hold him at night, bro, and it was like when he was a baby, dude, like he'll look at me or he'll do something yeah. where I'm like, you're too young to be doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, I know that's you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So. Uh, my dad fits into my life, man, just off, you know, helping me be the father figure that he was to me, yeah. uh, to my boy, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, like I said, I see my dad and him every day and that kind of gives me like that peace of joy, you know, to know that my boy is right here and yeah. I'm installing the same things that my dad installed with me into him and uh, that's kind of just been my joy, man, is trying to be that father figure that my dad it probably there. comes more alive for you too than even if i find like even with my grandfather i see him in me more now than i did when no he was doubt alive. like no i almost doubt. overlooked it no doubt the lessons i mean the... exactly exactly even like bro it's funny now that i look in the mirror or when i look at yeah. pictures i'm like dang i look yeah. like my dad <laughs> <You see it. laughs> but i've never seen it before yeah, you, you know don't, and you it's don't. like i even look at my brothers now and i'd be like well you look just like pops man yeah. and it's like you don't see it uh -huh. until you know, until that happened, yeah. you know, but, you know, now I'm starting to see, you know, a lot of his similarities and his traits that he had in him, you know, come alive in me. So it's just like, man, it was God's flag. It's funny, too, because I think it and I think it has to do if you'll look for it. But loss, I mean, we see losses that take something from us. No doubt. If you'll fight to see it, it also seems to give give something to you. No it's, doubt. It's almost like I think of it right now. I'm thinking That's of good. like a like a person you know they say like a person that goes blind like their hearing intensifies right. like whatever wow. whatever sense they lose right. it causes their other ones to become more wow. alive That's you know good. i mean yeah. you think about guys like stevie wonder who can't right. see but he doesn't seem like he's missing right. out on anything exactly and exactly. almost he's more he's he can hear things that we can't right. hear right right because right. of what he's lost no doubt i no think doubt. that's true even when we lose people that we love no there's an there's something that we've we've lost, but there's also an advantage that we've gained. Exactly, bro. And exactly. Uh, I think that that's what you see even in your life, an ability to help people that you couldn't have helped, an no ability question. to probably parent even in a way right. that, I mean, even at your age, to be able right. to be thinking of those kinds of things. I think right. about my oldest son and some of the things, like when he, when he was first born, I feel like, I mean, he's only eight years old now, but so mm -hmm. many things that I just overlooked just because the pace of life and you're right. just trying to keep, you're trying to figure out your own self. You no don't feel old enough to have kids. You <laughs> no know what doubt. I mean? No like, doubt. What a business right. do I have being a, being right. a parent? But right. to, to think, to have things in your life that cause you to be more intentional, or no more doubt. observant, or more more aware, I think is a, is a powerful thing. No doubt, brother. No doubt, man. Just like you were saying, dude, like since i lost my pops man like a lot of things that started to come alive uh -huh. you know within me within my family you know it's starting to it's, it feels like it happened for a reason mm. you know what i mean like me and my brothers we we were close like me and my second the oldest brother we were close but uh my oldest brother you know he was kind of always in and out of our lives and stuff but uh since my pops passed man i say we're we're like the brothers that yeah. <laughs> as you see on tv man yeah. the, the the perfect brothers you know that yeah. talk talk to each other all the time and, and it wasn't like that before. it wasn't like that before man and it's like our family has become so close since my pops passed uh but before it wasn't like that man but i i feel like that that happened for a reason yeah. you know what i mean because um, throughout this journey, you know, of being in a being in the NFL and everything, you get a lot of people that want to just ride your coattail, man, yeah, and just want to be around you. 
but they're not genuine, yeah. you know? And uh, just throughout this whole journey, man, I realized that my brothers are really like my best friends, yeah. man. They're like the closest people that I have around yeah. me. So um, it just made me grow a more appreciative uh, vibe for them, man. And uh, we, we, we've been connecting, man, on all the dots. You know, now I... I, I call them, you know, and we, we talk about struggles that we're going through in our yeah. lives. You know, they share stuff with me and um, I'm able to help them out in certain situations. They're able to help me out yeah. in certain situations. And I mean, we like really lean and depend on each other. And yeah. uh, it, it helped us out a lot, bro. It makes me think of the, you know, the scripture that talks about how God gives beauty for ashes. Mm. And it's really what he does. Yes, he you does. Because you think about God, the nature of God, that he's good. So I struggle with the idea that he causes ashes but there's no doubt that he has an ability to take things that life brings to your door no doubt and he can just make something incredible no out doubt. of something no that doubt. is so so very no doubt. very horrible you Not know what i mean true, it's like oh it's always that feeling of devil but he was so stupid <laughs> you know what i mean no doubt like we wouldn't bro. have been close if, exactly. we if we wouldn't have had exactly. these moments exactly and there's we something about help other people man that's no. going through certain situations man and give them hope and give them light you know uh had that not happened, you know. So, yeah. like I say, uh, I definitely miss my pops, man. I wish he was still here, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it since his passing, bro. Uh, my faith then grew strong. Makes you aware of a bigger picture. No question, no question. And it's like, had I went through this situation that I went through this past season, you know, just of not knowing what's going on and not having my faith strengthened back then, yeah. you know, there's no telling where I'll be. So, yeah. Um, I just look at the beauty of everything that did happen, man, and yeah. all the wisdom that I've been able to gain, you know, over the course of, you know, these past few years, yeah. man, and just know that <laughs> I'm right where I'm supposed to be. It's probably comforting, too, because it's like, I'd imagine if he can bring you through that, no doubt. he could take you through it. <laughs> no you doubt, know what I mean? Bro. Like no those doubt. moments where you're just like questioning exactly. everything. Like exactly. if I can make it through that, exactly, I'm going to make it through. I'm no going to make it through anything. No doubt, brother. I believe it. That's your I story. I mean, that's what you talk about trust. I've always, I, I, anytime I get the opportunity to say it, I say it because it was, it was a big moment for me. My dad, um, talking to me about trust. Uh -huh. and I remember him telling me his definition of trust and it's just stuck with me. He says, trusting God is not knowing all of the answers mm -hmm. and being okay with it. Mm, and I'm like, good. that is such a crystal clear way of what <laughs> yeah. trust sometimes looks like and feels right. like. It means like I don't know. Well, right. you don't know. No, I literally don't know. Right. And you're cool. I'm cool. Yeah, like I don't exactly. know. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Exactly. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. I I kind of feel um, that kind of goes the same along the same lines as uh, faith, man. Just uh, believing the unseen and mm. knowing that it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be all right. Whatever it is uh, that God has planned for you or for me is is gonna be according to His purpose and. Um, his understanding is way better than ours. So yeah. that's what I, I rest assured in that. You've you taught me something. Uh, one of our conversations one time, I preached it to so many different people. Uh -huh. You probably don't even know. <laughs> but um, to me, it's such a reflection of your life. And uh -huh. I remember one time I was, I was grilling you, trying to figure out. You were I think you were playing for Pittsburgh at the time. Uh -huh. And I was asking you, because like, your faith was a big part of what you were doing. I'm like, right. how, do you, how do you, what does it look like for you? Like, when do you pray? What do you do? And you're right. like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I just keep God at the center of my life. Yeah. And I kept saying, yeah, but what does that look like? And you're like, I keep God at the center right, of my life. Right, I remember and I that. And I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And right. then I, I kept asking. And you're just like, I, everything that I'm doing, 
I'm like God conscious. Right. I keep him in. The, I don't. It's not a religious practice. Exactly. Something that I do. It's somebody that I do life with. Dude, exactly. That like changed my <laughs> right. my even. Right. I grew up in church. And no it doubt. changed My approach to just God and faith. Right. To, to keep God right in the middle. Right. If you're going through hell, then you're going through hell with right. He's with you. No doubt. You know what I mean? And that's and that's one thing that I always try to like live by, bro. Uh, it's like sometimes we try to like prioritize God. Yep. It's like, yeah. okay, and the first thing I do when I wake up in yep. the morning, I'm gonna give God some time <laughs> and then I'm going right. off about my day. But yeah. um, like I say, man, I just try to keep God at the center of everything that Dude, I do. Dude, I've taken that and I preach it. I tell people, <laughs> I preach, I say, God doesn't want to be at the top of your list. Right. He wants to right. be at the center of no your doubt. life. No doubt. I got doubt. that from Rob Golden. Rob Golden, <laughs> yeah, you're the real preacher around here. <laughs> no doubt, so bro. You talked about... Um, being in uh as an nfl player people wanting to ride your coattails no doubt along how do you how do you distinguish the genuine from the ones who are not uh because you i mean you've been around i've been, been around, around this for no a while. doubt no doubt i tell you what man early on in my career man before i was married uh <laughs> it wasn't even really trying to distinguish man it was just all about you know having a good time really? and, uh, so everybody's welcome yeah everybody was welcome <laughs> man and then uh once I got married and, you know, started, you know, living a family life and everything like that, uh, a lot of people started to show their true colors. You know, uh, a lot of people just started to show up who was real and who, you know, who was just trying to, you know, be on the ride for the ride. And uh, that's 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 been kind of like, you know, what what slowed me down. And I won't say slowed me down, but just made me more conscious of my surroundings was just mm -hmm. um finding a wife you know um i believe that you know since i found my wife man i've been blessed yeah, you know i've been yeah. a lot more blessed uh, i know the word says that he who finds right, a wife right. finds a good thing yeah. and attains flavor from the lord so um i definitely could say i didn't have favor on my life man just being able to you know diversify who's really for me and who's mm -hmm. really against me man and uh one thing that I've noticed, man, it's like the people that really care about you and the people that really support you, you feel it, you know, mm -hmm. you you know that they really care for you, you know that they really support you. And the ones that you don't feel the love and the support from, uh, you feel that as well, too. Yeah. And um, that's you just feel kinda... fake. Do you feel fake love? Like no you ever people that are kind of like you're saying that just because no question, no question. I mean, uh, I run across those type of guys, you know, every day, all day, but, uh, you know. But you're such a nice guy. How do you, exactly. you just treat them all the same? I mean, you I don't... treat them all the same. I smile, yeah. I smile, but in the back of my head, I'm like, nope. okay, <laughs> this ain't going to work. <laughs> or nope, you're not getting that. <laughs> or nope, I know what you try to do. So, uh, But I smile at everybody, yeah, man. I smile, I you're shake the head. And, uh, Where did you learn you're... that? Because I've watched you work a crowd. You, I mean, you're, you're not in a fake way, but right. you're good at it right like, i tell you man um i just i'm just thankful for life bro um everybody that knows me or that you know yeah. that they ran across me they always say man you always smile and we love your yeah. smile uh you're always happy and it's yeah. just like when i think about it bro i'm just thankful for life you know uh that's one thing about you know being uh with the Steelers for so many years you know um i was there for six years six and a half years man and you know, coming across all the people that work inside the building, you know, the custodians, the the cooks, the chefs, yeah. and all those people, man, I kind of like built relationships with yeah. them just because they love my spirit. And, you know, I was able to shine a lot of light on their lives. So um, I just be thankful for life, bro. Like, you know, a lot of people got it worry worse than what we got it the way that I have it. And uh, I just try to appreciate that everything that God has done for me, you know, just 
one man being able to grow up with you know a mom and a dad you know yeah. that's that's uncommon a lot you know in uh in a black community families you mm -hmm. know especially where i'm from um on my side of town man so just growing up with a mom and dad that really was a a module for me you know that that's that's just enough to be thankful in itself so um, a lot of people don't really know that about you though like i mean you it's not like you had a clear trajectory to the nfl no i mean doubt. you had to work and hustle for no doubt work. man no doubt from from you know the bottom up you know it was like yeah and pop warner you know it was always those couple of guys that were superstars and it was me and yeah. then you know we went to high school it was superstars and then it was me yeah and, uh went off to college it was superstars and then it was me and yeah. then uh, didn't get drafted, man, and got invited to. You so know, you did. You weren't drafted. I was not drafted, and got invited to go out to Pittsburgh and uh, do their camp. And uh, most guys that come in in my situation are practice squad guys, or they bounce around from teams to yeah. teams. And um, I was able to go there, man, and uh, God shined his light upon my life, man. I was always happy, always energetic, and uh, the coaches fell in love with me and. You know, was able to serve as a team captain for four four years out of my six years there, and um, it was a beautiful thing how God just you know shines His light you know His light upon my life and uh, let other people see that. Yeah. Now you're really big on giving back. You do a lot. You come back to Fresno and do things in the community. You go back no to doubt. your high school. No doubt. And that were you were you always thinking about that in the back of your mind, or has that been as you've gotten older? Oh, uh, well, you know, it's kind of something that you know I adapted from you know a good friend of mine, Ricky Manny, man. Yep. Um, when I was in the high goat. school, <laughs> right? When Man. I was in high school, everybody wanted to be Ricky Manny. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy, he uh, gets drafted out of high school to play baseball. Then yeah. he goes off to UCLA and balls out. Then he goes to the NFL and do all the things that he did. And along the way, every time, you know, every offseason, he always send us a big box. And really? uh, the coach would get the big box and he'd drop it off in the middle of the field. And, it's a thousand of us just running over there really? trying to get stuff out the box, really? you know, that Ricky sent us. Yeah. So I was like, man, that was cool what mm. Ricky used to do, man. So every that's year. That's when you were in high school? That's when I was in high school. Wow. So um, when I went off to uh, college and went off to the pros, I was like, man, when I get an opportunity to give back, um, I definitely want to give back as well. So um, every year I sent, you know, the whole Edison football team, you know, cleats, and I bought yeah. them shoulder pads one year. Really? and. Uh, send them gloves. I just sent them everything that Ricky used to send us, and because uh, I know what that did for me as a kid yeah. and how happy I was, you know, whenever that box came. So I always made sure that I tried to send a box, you know, to uh, my high school. But not only that, man, just you know, being involved in my community was something that yeah. I always wanted to do. You know, um, just 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 to let them know that you know I'm appreciative and uh, God has done a lot of great things in my life and. Um, you know, if they stay the course and continue to trust him that, you know, he can definitely shine light upon their life as well, you know, and, and there are certain situations, you know, everybody's not going to be able to make the NFL, but, you know, God can still use you and give you a platform to be able to bless other people. Yeah. So that's just what I try to do, man. Just try to inspire other people and let them know that, man, God is real and he can use you and yeah. he can use me. The same guy that's from the same streets you guys are from, you know, yeah. I'm, I was, I lived these streets, I walked in these streets and, you know, God found the way to use me. He can find a way to use you as well. What a powerful way to use your platform, though. No, and I brother. think that even people that have influence, I think it's so important for everyone just to remember that. You, no you don't realize just how much kindness and giving back and generosity and living right. beyond yourself really has more effect than your skill or your no talent. Doubt. I mean, you think about no with doubt. Ricky, uh, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you, you may not remember every single miracle play he made, right? But you remember that box that no showed doubt. up, showed no up to doubt. your school. That's no what doubt. that's what left the mark. He exactly. had the platform, but it was how he used the platform. Exactly. Ricky's always been like that. No doubt, the one who's introducing. It's how I met you. No Ricky, doubt. You know, no it's doubt. like no doubt. But to see how through kindness and generosity, right? How that affects. A no kid doubt. in high school, no and doubt. How you using your platform? Exactly. It's, I just it blows my mind sometimes to think about how God works. Right, you know what I no mean. Question. You think it's about football, but really right. it's about the high schooler. Exactly. It's exactly. really about the high schooler exactly. Edison High that's going to be impacted by no your doubt. kindness. No doubt, brother. And it really wasn't about the football <laughs> no all along. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's just such such a trip to me. No doubt. But you're doing no more doubt. and more of that. Um, in fact, this will air before your event this Saturday. So uh -huh. maybe even talk about what you're doing this. Is it Saturday? Yep. Is this upcoming Saturday? Uh, um, I'm doing my second annual diabetes awareness walk, uh -huh. um, uh, just in the honor of my dad. You know, um, he was, his heart attack came from you know diabetes, and, and they found out about that after the fact. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I oh, didn't uh, even know that. Right. I didn't know you could have a heart attack from. Right. Yeah. It was crazy, man. I didn't even know that. Yeah. The connection. <laughs> right. So um, it's just trying to bring awareness to it, man, because we got a lot of people, you know, within this world that's walking around. Um, with diabetes and don't yeah. even know it, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's what we're just trying to do. It's like uh, I have blood testing, you know, being done up there on Saturday at Edison. Um, registration is going to be from like eight to nine. I believe the okay. walk is going to start at 10 o'clock, but we're going to have like blood testing going on and uh, just trying to bring awareness to it, man, because a lot of people, especially in our West Fresno community, uh, don't know that they have it, man. Yeah. And uh, I forget the statistic exactly. But um, I believe it was like uh, it was like 33 percent in the valley, just in the San really? Joaquin Valley um, of people are walking around with diabetes and don't even know it. Wow. So um, just want to try to bring awareness yeah. to it and uh, just, you know, bring some light to people like, hey, man, if you jump on it, you know, at, you know, pretty soon and yeah. uh, start living a, a more healthier lifestyle, you know, you may not can you may not cure it, but you can definitely control it and yeah. uh start living a more healthier lifestyle. So uh, that's been my whole goal, you know, is just to bring awareness to it, to help people live a more healthier lifestyle yeah. and be more active. That's awesome. So no for doubt. so for more, may just show up on Saturday or is there a place they can go? Is there where they can get more information? Uh, yes, they can go on uh, goldenpursuit.org mm -hmm. um, and uh, they can register online or, okay. you know, they can just walk up and uh, if you walk up, man, we're not turning anyone away, man. We want to bring as much awareness as we can to it. Yeah. We're going to have some uh, nutritionists out there that's going to be able to pass out information. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're going to do blood testing and sugar testing. And uh, um, yeah, man. It's whatever, a blast. It's whatever. a lot of fun. I was yeah. there last year. I mean, yeah. It was a good time. No doubt. Whatever we can do, man, to bring awareness to it, to help people live a more healthier lifestyle, man. Uh, that's what we're all about. Good, man. No I appreciate doubt. you so much. Oh, thanks, I still brother. believe your best days are. <laughs> Ahead, you're right. No in the doubt. Of them. No doubt. One last question: Who's your? Who's going to be the team to beat this year? Uh man, those Chiefs are going to be. They're going to be good <laughs> for a long you, time. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be good for a long time. It's crazy. I just see so many Kansas City Chiefs uh -huh. uh, emblems on people's car when I drive, and I just like, dang, <laughs> there I go again. <laughs> but it's funny uh, though, man. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be a good team in the AFC North, yeah. and then the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, man, they're. They're on their way up. They got a quarterback. They got OBJ and That's right. a couple of other good ballers, man. So those those my two top teams in the AFC. And then 
uh, the New Orleans Saints and yep. the Rams, man. Are, yeah. I think they're going to be the teams in the NFC, man. So All we'll right. see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Brother, I love you. Thanks love for stopping you too, by brother. today. Thank you, man.